Uh, we got a Q&A episode, eh? Yes. Yes. We actually had a bunch of stuff here, too. Maddie is literally moving my mouse hand, so I'm going to bring her up here. There we go. Oh, Maddie's there we go. Maddie. Look at that. Hey, Maddie. How's it oh. going? So the show is dog-friendly. Yeah, right? Dog's I, always welcome. We're gonna, is there anything... Oh. Is yeah. there anything go that we, we got to talk about before we do questions? Do we have to talk about anything? No, not oh, really. Scott looks like nothing special going on here. No, yeah. I just had something to start us out with an absolute bang, though. This is oh uh, good. Yeah. New year, new me, and we'll go right to this. Okay, go <laughs> all ahead. right, all right. So, it, really, I'm most interested in the second part, but the the first part from James Norton is a "Would you rather." He says, would you rather, A, drop a 45-pounder on your toes um, from chest height, B, miss the dumbbell rack and smash your hand into the rack with an 80-pound dumbbell, C, walk a six-plate squat out of the rack and then slip on a banana peel, um, and then there's an extra question, which is, what's the worst gym accident that you've ever seen? So, yeah, I, I, but I, okay. I, I want to get to that one, but we have to get through the ABC I think question first. I would rather smash my hand on the rack. Me too. With an 80-pound dumbbell. The plate, I, I've, I've seen people drop plates from, like, hip height, unloading a leg press. Break a foot. And have it break multiple bones in their foot, like surgery required yeah. to yeah. bolt their foot back mm. together. I... One of the craziest things I ever saw was a guy, this guy named Darren. I'll never forget. He was at my old gym in Edmonton. He pulled a plate off the leg press. I've told this story before. He dropped it and it hit, landed on his big toe. Oh, yeah. And he thought, I just crushed my mm. big toe. So he limped to the front, said it hurt like, you know, 10 out of 10. Walked to the three, front. Three, Ron, three. Yeah, slow down. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you saw the last episode with Jamie, you'll understand we're trying to be nice to the algorithm. I'll, I'll be aware. So he drops it on his toe, goes to the front. Long story short, starts taking his shoe off and his sock is all soaked with blood. Like like he doesn't even get his shoe off his foot and he realizes his shoe's full of blood. He's like, oh, puts it back on straight to the hospital. He popped his big toe right off his foot. Oh, my gosh. The, the, he, had a, he had a pair of Vans on. He was wearing Vans. The plate landed right on the knuckle of the big toe and just popped it off his foot didn't cut his shoe didn't cut his sock but the pressure hit right on the knuckle blew the toe off it the only thing still attached was the skin on the bottom and the tendon on the ligament on the bottom so the skin and the ligament on the bottom were intact but the bone was open white knuckle bone on bone completely open when they took his sock off they cut it off and it was hanging by Skin and ligament. Oh so they had God. to sew the top ligament back together to put the knuckle back and then stitch the toe on and all that stuff. They saved it. And uh, saved it, yeah. He kept his toe. He, they, he had surgery on his foot, and it was like a rehab time. But that 45-pound plate popped his toe right off his body. Sorry, Ooh. there's another one. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of a mumble. I think I beat the computer on that I think you're right on that one. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, well, actually, the robot will hear the story and feel they're justified. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, have you ever <laughs> lost a freaking? Yeah, <laughs> all of that. I'll so, think so, so yeah, that was. Uh, so when he says drop it from from chest height, I'm like, no, no way, <laughs> no, yeah. we're yeah. not doing that. I saw my my old training partner. We were squatting once in high school, and we were 
we were we were badasses. We were squatting two plates. We're repping out with oh, two boy. plates, no problem. Getting up to three plates, and he's got two plates on his back, and he stepped out of the rack, and it was one of those like old open squat racks, you know, where you just step back, you know, and and there's still like yeah. rails below you, but as he stepped back, he tripped, he snagged his heel, and he fell f- fell straight back, and landed on his ass with his feet between his knees. Oh. And it just bounced off of him. So like his his shoulders hit his knees, folded him in half, oh, and then wow. he, it just sprung off of him. And like the two plates flew behind him, and he like sat back up, and he looked at me, and I was like, "Are you crippled? Like, are you completely broken?" And he yeah. he was like, sat there for a minute, and he like moved around, and he got back up, and he's like, "I don't know how I'm okay." He was like really shaken up and scared, but it didn't like didn't crush him. The plates like I I don't the the plates like they didn't touch the floor right because he he folded in half. They like bent over his back and sprung off behind him. It was crazy. That is wild. That was a close call. How about you, Dusty? What, what what would you go with first, and what have you seen in the gym? I'm definitely doing the hand because I've done that before, and it's yeah. That's yeah. more like that's like an adjective. You're like mother. Who did? Who came up with this design to have? Even if you break you know, the, a bone, the in good your ones hand. now they they actually don't have the hole in between. You you can there's actually a place that your hand would still hit. Yes, um, metal, you know. But so yeah, that's that's for sure the one I would take there. The worst thing in the gym, and this is something that people should make note of, particularly, um, well, people that don't have a brain, I guess we'll say actually saw someone doing a dumbbell press off of a ball, like a ab ball, you know, not thinking that that ball has a maximum amount of pressure it can handle. Oh, yeah. His body plus the weights. So when it popped and his elbows were bent at a 90 and he hit the ground, spiral fractures up both forearms. Oh. Just exploded his arms. Boom. Was it, was it loud when it popped? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was a disaster. And the only amazing thing, and Ron can Ron can appreciate this, the only thing that Jim had to pay for, because he would have owned them, even though it's his dumb fault, uh, they gave him a free membership. Okay. He literally paid for his own, like, used his insurance, did his own thing. I mean, he could have railed them over that. Huh. But he didn't. He just was like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Got his he surgeries. They gave him a free membership, and that was it. Wow. But, yeah, I mean, so I actually then, since then, saw two guys when I got back, actually, when I moved here, on a Smith machine with 225 aside on the ball. And I I was like, you know what? And they were older guys, and I could tell that they were going to be a-holes. Yeah. Say. Yeah. And uh, so I decided, all right, I'm not going to walk right up and tell them because they'll think I'm an ass. So I went to the front desk and I said, hey, this is not my job, but I promise you this gym name will change if that ball pops. Hmm. So I suggest someone go tell them that this is not a good idea. Yeah. And I walked away. <laughs> you Americans <laughs> in your lawsuits. Oh, that's that's the truth. I was actually just saying this yesterday. I'm, I want to have my own lawsuit. Don't you have waivers? Not like and this is why. 
So flannel shirts is a big thing, as Scott is wearing one right yes, now. Yes, yes. I really enjoy a good flannel. Okay. And Costco makes great flannels. Okay, yeah, for like I've seen them $20. there. $20. Yeah. They don't make them for fat people like me. There's no 3XL. <laughs> no, they go There's to 2X. There's no 3XL. They go to 2XL. This is the 2X. So That's it. They're fat yeah. shaming. They're fat shaming, and I'm coming yeah. for them. And so <laughs> I talked to a friend about it, and he thinks that I need to think that I'm a tranny possibly because that'll help my case. So I'm a woman that just happens to have junk. Um, You're an obese woman. Obviously, that wants a flannel, but Costco's holding me down. (sighs) And he thinks that based on our country, that'll – and I don't need any – I just want them to make 3XLs. They'll probably settle with. They'll probably just make you three XL. It'd be cheaper probably than paying the yeah. You should go through because you got to remember, like I got to buy all these shirts from Rob now Bailey, and I pay like eighty six dollars for a flannel, and it's a great flannel. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I've got like six hundred dollars in flannels upstairs, and that means I have eight of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just saying, you know, and like so, I my the reason this came up last night is my mom texts me and says. Does Daniel want this flannel? It's on sale for $12. It immediately just pissed me off beyond belief. Then she goes to the register, and it's on a further sale. It was $6.38. I want 3XL. I'm suing you, Costco. Yeah. Not really, people. Relax. There you go. There you go. And I ranted all that way without swearing once. You're welcome. I'm feeling really good about this. That's unbelievable. I have one story I've told you guys and one story I haven't. And the one story I haven't. I was involved in now, you know, the like the T-bar row machine where you stand up on the platform and then you yes. pick the, the, the handles up. We had that set up with uh, the way this machine worked. We had that set up with a plate sitting on it so that the bar didn't go all the way down to the floor. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, 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 yeah. You put that yeah. between the foot, the foot plates. And um, I can't remember what we were doing, but it was it was a long set and maybe there was like a strip set to it kind of thing. And I, I'm I'm rowing away and I have my eyes closed and I get to the end and I just let it down. Now I didn't look, but my training partner had wanted to adjust that plate and he reached his hand down and had his hand like holding this little ten pound plate, sliding oh it, and I let that thing boom land right on his hand, just splattered his thumb. It wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, I know, man. I I had no idea. I had like headphones on, you know, I'm not thinking about his hand at all. Like nothing should be in the way there while I'm training. Worst case scenario, I'm thinking it goes down to the floor if that plate falls, you know, and that's fine too, which, you know, anyway, though, I felt so terrible. He still trained too. He didn't, it's like, it it wasn't like a a devastating, like destruction, but it was, it, it was enough to make his thumb bleed. That, that was, you know, not good. Other one, though, I was not there for. It was the talk of the gym. And I did tell you guys this about this one a long time ago. It was on the uh, hammer strength leg press. That's kind of more at like a 30 degree angle instead of a 45. And it mm-hmm. has like 100 different, um, you know, ears or pegs to put plates on. And some guy who had no business probably even doing five plates on each side literally loaded the entire thing up like the entire thing, all the plates. So there was like 20 plates per side. And when he unracked it, it just came straight down on him. And somebody I knew uh, shot a video, like right after it happened. He just like had his phone. He just like turned it on it, sent me the video. 
what ended up happening was the the whole sled came straight down on the kid. It it bent the 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 stops. You know, you turn the handles in yeah. and there's the stops. It literally bent them so that they were broken. Basically went into the floor and it threw him out of the machine. He was on the floor next to the machine at when this happened. Just boom, popped him right out and he was like laying face down. Which they had did to take blow him out, out his knees, did he? I don't know exactly, but they had to take him out on a stretcher. He couldn't walk. So I gotta know what possesses people to just do something like that. Like I don't need to be told my first time in the gym that I probably can't put all of that weight and do this. You, like it yeah. does doesn't yeah. like if I were to go, I don't know jump on Ron's bike when I'm in Vancouver in two weeks. I'm not going to just be like, all right, so how do I spin this around? And I said, yeah. don't yeah. get me. Yeah. Uh, and just jump like you do. He'd be like, how about you just try to like not fall? Well, just like ride. Just ride in circles for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if I told you guys about, did I tell you about the weird kid that came into our gym a few weeks ago? I don't know. And we had to ask so. him to leave? No. Oh, wow. So, you know, you get the odd person at a gym, you know, our front desk people are great. You know, they're very nice. They're, they, you know, hello, how you doing? Welcome to West Coast, you know, that type of thing, because that's, you know, that's how you, you train your staff to be and welcoming everyone. And this kid comes in and he's like 16, approximately. He's like a teenager. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's got these two adults with him. And, you know, there wasn't an owner. Uh, actually, uh, Ditto was there, but he was training, right? So Ditto mm -hmm. was training, and he comes in, he talks to the front desk, and, 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 and you know, they're very nice. He says, oh, I want to work out. You know, I want to pay a drop-in. And, um, you know, these two people are with me. They're just, they're my, they're my like, assistants. And the staff kind of got the vibe that he was, like, um, like had some, had, some, had some needs. Special needs, yeah. Right. Yeah, but yet he was very like fluently vocal and speaking and you know, I'm here to work out and like but they seemed like they were with him to help him out. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And they seemed like they weren't like friends or family. Like they were older than him. They were dressed like counselors, you know, that sort of thing. Like I think the one had a clipboard. I don't know. But they they thought, okay, well, this is a kid that, you know, and we're very welcoming, right? Like we thought this kid that wants to come train at the gym, maybe he's, you know, doesn't get to go to you know gym like this often. So they, you know, let him in to train. It was really quiet too. It was like early in like mid morning, right? So it was a good time to let him in. They let they let Ditto know there's this kind of interesting kid here. I don't quite know what these people are doing with him, but I think they're helping him, you know, that sort of thing. So Ditto's keeping an eye on him, and right away, he like puts five plates aside on the Smith machine. Like he he puts a plate aside, benches it, two plates, benches it, three plates, benches it. But as he puts weight on, his reps get bigger and shorter. Yeah, right? right but he got three and, plates like is he average yeah like size? half reps oh, like okay. half reps with three yeah. plates right so it's like okay now he's going really, to four yeah yeah now he's going yeah. to four and like like ditto's like well jesus this kid kind of looks like he trains yeah. and he's like seems to understand how to like he seems like he knows what he's doing but his reps are getting shit. like so he's kind of keeping an eye on him he goes Crap and puts here. five plates Crap on here. the smith yeah 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 <laughs> he, he goes and puts five plates on the smith and then like unracks it and holds it and then racks it. So we're like, okay, like Ditto's like, okay, this guy's training pretty dangerous. So he they take all the weight. He puts his weights away too. Like, right. oh, okay, that's over with. He goes over and starts doing this crazy stuff with dumbbells that are too heavy. And Ditto kind of watches him. But 
His reps are sh- But he puts his dumbbells away. And he's like, okay. And then he starts loading up the leg press. And at this point, Dedo's like, okay. So he goes over there and he's like, hey, guys. like, Because the rest of the gym, he's going so heavy that people are like, what's this guy doing? Right? Right. And then finally, Ditto, when he gets to the leg press and he starts putting plates on, Ditto's like, okay, like, goes over and he talks to his assistants. He's like, hey, like, I'm not quite sure what's going on, but we're going to, like, he's got to shut this down. This is too dangerous. Like, the members are getting freaked out, and I've seen some stuff that's not, you know, not a great idea. Yeah. And they were yeah. like, yeah, he doesn't listen to us sometimes. But uh. so they, like, they talked to him, and, and they all left without an event. And then the one, one of our members comes over who's a cop. And he goes, hey, you guys asked that, that guy to leave because he had just gotten there. So he kind of saw the mm-hmm. tail end of it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he goes, that guy can be very violent. Oh. He goes, that guy, those are that he's like kind of like, I don't know, if, like maybe he's in like a halfway house or whatever. And he had like a day release or something. Yeah. But they let him go on a, you know, let him go do something. You know what I mean? And he wanted to come to our gym and work out. But we don't know the full story, but we just know this cop came up and said, that guy's like, we've had to deal with him sometimes. Like if he doesn't get his way, like I guess he was at the rec center and like they asked him to leave or something. And he ripped the computer off the desk and like threw the computer and started like freaking out and everything. So they said like, you just never know who you're dealing with. There's like these people that are on the verge, right. And they're just amongst us. And you know, you, you know, you're trying to be nice and, nice and hospitable to everybody but yeah you just never know so we we didn't have any problems with him but you know he was doing dangerous and had to leave yeah so you get the odd thing like that you just you never know when it's when you're going to get something like that you just got to keep your eyes peeled yeah huh all right so wild ah i'll move on here i thought that'd be a good one i knew ron would have something there okay over under uh sugar-free foods Puddings, protein bars, ketchups, ice creams, etc. Um, well, it, it's a funny. It's hard for me because some of them, I would say, vastly overrated, like cookies and stuff. If I'm going to eat a cookie, I just want a cookie. Yeah, like I want a chocolate chip cookie made by my mom. That's what I want, right? And um, but if I'm having like ketchup and I'm dieting. Sugar-free ketchups, like my best friend. So I'd say underrated. You know what I mean? So that's a hard category for me. You know, I'd say I'm let's gonna, say let's say I'll, I'll give a. I don't want to be adequately rated. I'll say yeah, you're not loud, not Scott. I'll say I'll say generally <laughs> overrated. Nice. Yeah, yeah, generally overrated. I'm, I'm going to agree with generally overrated. Um, but here's the thing. I find that the majority of those things are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Like, so you, if it's shaped like a cookie and has dark specks in it, it is not a chocolate chip cookie if it tastes like sawdust. Yeah. And I, I, I'm fascinated watching people that are like, oh, it's, it's pretty good for what it is. I'm like, it's not good. You have to be it's so not. hungry and so like, dieted for that to taste good. Yeah. So, but the only caveat to that is this. You said sugar-free, which leaves the few things that I use safe. I don't use sugar-free, but I use no sugar added ketchup. Yes. And I use that even now because I just figure why. Like, I because I do have the cookie probably every day. Um, So, I don't need to have my ketchup that's the full gas ketchup. And I really do think that, like, that version tastes identical. Um, but yeah, those of you who are looking for ways to like, you know, not 
like have all these things. They don't exist. You know, I've had those weird ice creams that they claim are the same. I'm like, nah, man, you've never had like really good ice cream. This is not good. Yeah. So there's certain yeah. things in life. I want really good ice cream. Yeah. You know, pizza is the one that blows my mind, right? When they're like, oh, it's healthy pizza. I'm like, just have a pie. You'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be yeah, fine. Certain things I don't want you to f with. I don't want the diet this and diet that for certain items. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Can we please get a Cito on? We need him uh, one episode a year. Next Wednesday, maybe. Yeah. Next yeah. Wednesday. We. Yeah. I week? said I can do both. He said on Mondays, he goes, I can't do Mondays. Um, I have to get high or drunk by noon to make it through. There's too much going on. Um, so Wednesdays are better. Cool. Yeah. All right. I can do Wednesday. All right. I can make Wednesday work. Okay. We'll nice. figure something out. We got a Cito coming. You know, done. All right. And uh, next one was, um, do you think that if Dorian listened to Mike Menser a hundred percent, he would have lasted long enough to battle Ronnie? Well, um, he did battle Ronnie and he beat him in '97. Ronnie got ninth. There you yeah. go. Just there not the go. Ronnie you're thinking of, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> a pretty damn good Ronnie. You go back and see ninth place Ronnie. You're like you have to admit though. Like, do you do you think? That he just like I, I hate I hate when they say overlooked, but he was get he was losing the guys that weren't better than him then. He wasn't ninth oh, place yeah. in yeah. that show. He was not. I mean his his waist was so tiny and his shoulders <laughs> Ronnie, were so wide. Ronnie was getting a bit of the shaft before he got the Olympia. I'm I'm definitely going to go out on a limb and say that he was really good those couple of years before the O. Really good. Oh yeah, you know bonkers. Um. No, I think I no. Dorian did what Dorian had to do, and and um, in fact, if Dorian would have listened to Mike Menser less, he might have lasted longer. Right. <laughs> That's a great right. answer, actually. I didn't think of it that way. That is very true. You just nailed it. That's it. No one can say anything else now. We're done. Ron just closed it up. <laughs> right. All right. JM fifteen. He says, um, if an Olympia level athlete. Like Nick Walker, James, Ian, Hunter approached you to uh, be their training partner for the year. Do you think you could still hang with those boys day in, day out through an off season and through their Olympia prep? Without question. Absolutely. I would have to just want to do it. That's all. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, like I said, there's. You know, I already train with a very serious competitor. You know, my training partner is already a guy who is, you know, working really, really hard, relentlessly to improve and has already done extremely well at his first two shows um, and has also changed his physique radically in the last three years. So, you know, um, everyone's seen us training in the gym the last three years and, you know, I've been pushing the shit out of him to improve and it's the, the results have been obvious. So I know I still have it in me to train with a serious competitor. Um, obviously raising the bar to an Olympia level competitor, you know, um, you, you've got to be a little bit, you know, I mean, every show is the same. Every bodybuilder is trying to get, you know, trying to yep. train as hard as they can. So not a lot changes, but with an Olympia level competitor, there might be a few little things like, you know, there might be the odd day where I can't make it cause I got something going on. 
or I ask Braden, hey, can we move our training time on Saturday? Like the odd time. Whereas maybe with an Olympia guy, that's off the table. Yeah. Like you never know, right? So, but yeah, I'd have what it takes easily to jump in training intensity wise. No, no problem. I'm taking plates off. If that's what they think it means, then that's not really yeah. what a training partner means. So people who think that hanging with someone in the gym means using the same weights hmm. are completely missing the point yep. of yeah. what hanging with someone in the gym is. I've had people hang with me. I've had people where I was struggling to keep up with them. And they didn't train as heavy as I did. They were using less weight, but their pace and their, their, you know, volume and just other things. There's so many other factors, but the weights isn't what I judge a training partner on. Some of my best training partners, some of my, my very best training partners were natural guys that, you know, bench the plate and half a side, you know? Right. So I literally just had that conversation yesterday, Ron. Um, I'm training with a guy, John on, uh, on the weekend on Sundays for legs. And, uh, I realized that through my entire career, I never trained with someone that was stronger than me, but I had people that I'd be noticing there because we always trained, obviously, progressive overload. I'm like, ooh, he's progressing from his weights faster than I'm progressing from mine. Right. So yeah. he's pushing me. And I think that that's the difference. Like it, whether mine's 405 on the bar and yours 315, if you got 315 for six last week and got it for nine today, yeah. I added one rep, you're closing that gap. You know, yeah. and that is, you know, that's the kind of push I enjoy is that plus the verbal side, you know, um, it's funny, but he was training last Wednesday. I'm watching and You know, that I'm sure you've had this before, Ron, where you're supposed to train with two guys and then a couple more guys show up and then you guys just say, ah, screw it. We'll all train together, which is a terrible idea. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm watching. I'm, yeah, I would never do it either. I'm watching these guys all train and I laugh because he, the guy I'm training with, is doing a set and he misses a set on squatting on the Smith. And I couldn't help myself. I like, I mumbled it under my breath, but the way I do it where everyone can hear. And I'm like, man, five guys deep and not one guy ready to spot somebody. Like, it blew my mind that's, that they allowed him to miss Yeah, with four guys standing there. I'm like, that's your sole purpose. <laughs> so was, I just told him, and, it, and it's funny because I'm like, I can't. When you train with me, I don't care how strong you are, but you need to be here. Same thing. Yeah. If I'm if I'm under the bar and I see you on your phone, I will literally tell you to get out of my damn gym. Yeah. Get away from me. Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're here with me. I'm here with you. That is it. So yeah. don't get distracted. Because even if you're warming up, you're distracting me. Yeah. I see it. And I'm like, what? What's happening? I got 315 yeah. on my next weight is is training weight. So, but yeah, I agree with you 100% that it's not. I think that there are guys that would like, hell, I'd love to have James talk me through a workout when I was in my prime and not even train with me because yeah. I'd love to know what his sick mind would say hmm. and what he could get out because he would get stuff out of you, you know, or when I trained with Dorian that time, dude yeah, had been retired. he was, he was not the Dorian he used to be yeah. and he was whipping my, the whole time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Training with someone who, uh, who's there and present is, mm -hmm. uh, is a big part of it, you know? Yeah. And you know, yeah. Wild. What else? We got? Good question. All right. Let's see here. Um, uh, question from the next episode. Can you give some cues to activate the hamstring in the back shots? Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's all about the floor yep. and the hips. 
It's all about the floor. People think they have to flex everything. You don't. You just you create tension by sweeping your foot like you know behind you. You put your you put the ball of your foot on the floor, flex your calf and then just create some backwards tension and everything should just flex. It, posing was posing the legs was always so easy to me. Hmm. Uh, it was always mm-hmm. really difficult for me to understand why people couldn't understand tension through the floor up through the hips. I mean, we talked about the quad thing split to the hips. I had that rant and it's the same from the back, both glutes and both hamstrings should be tight and your calf should be flexed. I don't see how it's so hard and you don't have to think about any of it. You just have to pull your feet together on the floor, you know, like it's, it's through the floor. You're creating tension. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like Kai Green always talked about, but the, the main thing that I, the reason I think I learned it is because of martial arts. I think in martial arts, every single position we were taught, your feet have to be exactly in the right spot every time or it's wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like you're learning your forms and your feet have to go there and you're sitting on your, your you know, you're crouched down, semi-crouched all the time. So your glutes are always tight and, and there's all this sort of like movement that I think taught me a lot of that because it all came so easy to me. What about you, Dusty? Any cues for back shots? The only thing I was going to add that I learned early on, um, which might be hard to explain uh, without saying next to someone, but a guy told me the same thing. Plant your feet, turn your knees out, or you know, turn out to the side. Yeah. And then he said, with your back leg, the one that people tend to shake with because they're squeezing their hamstring, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah. do not squeeze your hamstring. Act like there's a string on your kneecap going straight to the ceiling and just pull up on that and just feel your knee come up. Huh. Your hamstring just literally fires and you do nothing. Like It's night and day. You don't actually lift your foot. I like that. You don't actually lift your knee. You just feel it pull up and all of a sudden your whole hamstring will pull. It's There's so many things like that. Same thing with like a tricep. You know, if you take your hand, I'm trying to get in front of the damn thing. If you do that, your, your tricep naturally wants to pull in a direction because all your, your muscles and tendons are connected. So a lot of things are just a matter of moving the body different, not necessarily squeezing. Huh. Yeah. And squeezing not, is it, honestly the worst thing you can do. Like, like, you know, same thing with, like you said, with the, with your hips, Ron, it's like, you're not squeezing your quads. Like you want to pass no. it on stage, lock your knees. It'll be exciting quickly. I promise. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, but plant into the ground, push out on your feet, push out on your knees a little bit, and those things will go up all the way. So I think the biggest thing that I used to practice when I was trying to learn my body was being able to, to fire muscles in any position. So like sitting on the couch with my legs were straight. Can I squeeze my hamstrings? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now sitting in a chair with my feet flat on the ground. Can I squeeze my hamstrings? Can I squeeze my quads? I used to do that just, just to see. And I think more than anything, it transferred into training. Because you see people moving weight, and I'm like, I can visually see that you're not doing what you think you're doing. You right. know? Yeah. Um, and, and back to the, what we were talking about in the last episode, simplifying things is the magic. If you're feeling the muscle that you think you're training, you're in a good spot. Yeah. Yep. And All get right. a posing coach if you can't do it. Yeah, that yes. can help a ton. Good posing coach will give you the cues real quick, you know? Yeah. Yep. All right question for dusty i heard you speak on a four-day dc split that that was your favorite split uh can you tell us how that would look it's actually a three-way done in four days so it's the most common one 
all it is is uh, essentially a push-pull legs. So the reason that they get confused is because you're doing the full body in three days, but you're training four days a week. So the fourth day is the Monday. So like I used to train Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. This week's Monday became this week's Friday again. Then the following week, what was, you know, yeah, everything moves around. So it's, it's only a three-way split, but you're training four days a week. So it's chest, shoulders, tries one day, back buys one day, legs one day. That's hmm. it. What are you so doing you probably now? knew exactly. Uh, I just, <clears throat> so that's the other thing. I altered it around because I'm not trying to, I don't really need to get certain body parts bigger. So like my back day, I'm doing two movements for back and I'm training hamstrings completely with them. Okay. Um, so that way quads can have their own day. I'm doing chest and shoulders um, by themselves and then arms by themselves. So just training four days a week. Okay. I always grew better if I trained less. So the first thing I had to do when I decided to grow again was train less. Yeah. How many days were you training before that? Five. Okay. I like to go to the gym. I think that's the thing a lot of people forget is we train more because we want to go to the gym. But the moment I put a goal to it, I was like, ah, damn. All right, I got to go to the gym four days again. Yeah, (laughs) because then you're standardizing everything and you're just going to – and then you can always go up in volume if you have to or, you know, like that sort of stuff. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Just sort of, yeah, I, you know, I just feel better with the with the rest, and then because there's certain things like I did decide, like I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, I don't want to just get big wherever. I'm like, I got to get my legs and arms bigger again, so they're like the focus. Because um, I liked it when my arms were bigger; like they're not small now. But I look back at some old pictures; I don't even remember them being that big. I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Like, I mean, literally, yeah. there, there something came up on um, YouTube from Mutant when we were doing clothes one year. Yeah. Like upstairs in your gym. And like, you know, I, I see my arms. I was like, I don't remember them ever being good. When did that happen? <laughs> oh, yeah, you they know? were huge, man. And it's funny because I, mean, I see some big. guys. There's a, a local guy that um, that I really like, but he, he had put up a number attached to how big his arms were. And I immediately was like, no. No. Because I knew what mine were. And I'm like, no. Mm-mm. You're lying. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I feel bad because I'm like, ah, eh, no, uh, no, 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 no. I love that viral <laughs> clip. You see that that classic clip of Jesse Ventura and Arnold talking about their arm size for Predator. You ever see that no, one? No, I didn't see it. It rings a bell. So, so Jesse Ven- Jesse Ventura is like, yeah, you know, I I um I went in to see went into wardrobe, you know, for the mm-hmm. movie Predator, and um, I saw when the uh, wardrobe person put all my measurements in, I saw that my arm was bigger than Arnold's. And I was like, oh man, he's going to get it. Right? <laughs> so uh, next time I saw Arnold, I called him out in front of everybody. I was like, I was like, hey, it looks like I got a bigger arm than Mr. Olympia. The old pro, ex-pro wrestler here has got a bigger arm than Mr. Olympia. And Arnold's like, well, I bet you a bottle of champagne that... Uh, you know, in front of everybody, and my arm's bigger. And Jesse's like, ah, oh, I got you. I got you. So they whip their arms out and they measure him and Arnold's is bigger. And he okay. goes, how the fuck? And, and he goes, oh, I told the wardrobe guy, put the, my arm smaller to make sure that Jesse's is bigger so that uh, he thinks his arm is bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so Arnold was like, I had him. He was baiting him. He baited him. That's so funny. <laughs> he baited him. A, a number written on a measurement sheet. And he just left. But he knew he would see. 
He just knew Jesse would check his measurements. He just knew there's no oh, way that's he amazing. Gonna look at my measurements. So he pre said, Todd, drop that a couple inches. Put it much smaller than that. I need Jesse's arm to look bigger. That's classic. It's totally yeah, Arnold yeah. too, right? Arnold goes, see oh. the, men, the, the mental games they work on everybody, even uh, even someone like Jesse. <laughs> It's fantastic. We got a Ron playing mind game. games, playing mind games with a Navy SEAL. Just yeah. imagine the audacity. <laughs> Arnold right. never gave a fuck. <laughs> Did Ron ever get into thrash metal? Not just Metallica, like Slayer, Testament. If so, um, when did he stop following the evolutions into death metal, etc.? Um, so I was into Slayer a little bit. Like I had back in the day when we used to make mixtapes, I had like a metal mixtape and I had like a bunch of Slayer on there with, I think there was a little bit of Testament and I know there was a couple Exodus songs and some Anthrax, but it was all like the, you know, the old school, like, you know, the stuff that came out of the eighties and Metallica crew, you know, the big four. And, um, so I was into that stuff and, it just, uh, you know, like Slayer, I, I liked them, but they were too heavy for me to like really groove to on like a, a you know, normal everyday type of listening. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it just, um yeah, but, you know, huge Metallica fan and stuff. Stuff just got a little too heavy for me. I, I'm just not into like the, Angel the stuff Death. that. Yeah, yeah. Angel, yeah. What a great <laughs> song. Eh? It is. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, it's like when Slayer comes on the radio now, because I listen to Sirius Satellite. So every once in a while, Slayer comes on Ozzy's Boneyard and I crank it. But um, but I never got into like the the evolution of death metal. I really enjoy for for those who haven't seen um, that documentary, um, a head a headbanger's journey metal, a headbanger's journey. I think that's what it's called. But it was made by a Canadian guy and he he, um, you know, goes to all the festivals and stuff and he has got a documentary crew and he 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 does an evolution of metal it's a documentary on like the evolution of metal and um it's really well done and he breaks it down like he goes all the way back to classical music and he talks about how metal has roots in classical music and he talks about the first classical musician to use a bass that was so tall that you had to climb a ladder to play it and it was really low, right? So like it made like a rumbling sound. And it was Wagner. I believe it was Wagner did that, if I remember correctly. So they sort of say like, this is maybe where metal started. It was with Wagner, like huh. getting that heavy, low low end sound that no one else was getting out of some of this stuff. And, and then he talks about how metal actually has a lot of classical roots, like the song structure. You listen to those early Metallica albums. They're like sym- symphonies in a way, especially Justice. Yeah. Listen to the yeah, songs on Justice that. for All. They're very symphonic, like multiple parts and lots of time signature changes and two guitar solos in one song. And the songs are like eight minutes long. And there's a whole bunch of connections to classical music and how complex the stuff is and how precise the players are. Like people don't realize that metal players, like metal guitar players, are some of the greatest guitar players on the planet. Hmm. Like you know, they see punk rock guys that, you know, it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. It's all emotion and telling stories and, you know, expressing yourself with your guitar and your three chords. Metal guys aren't like that. Metal guys are like precision scale wizards that know their music theory inside and out. They're like, they're, their brains think in math. They are like, hmm. they're some of those guys are the next level. And, 
and that's very classical music oriented and so you know some of that extraordinarily heavy music like you know gojira and meshuga and stuff you listen to the guitar players and that stuff that's they're just it's i can't it's not even like it's not even uh it blows my mind you know but i like music that has a little bit more space to it i guess hmm. is the difference you know a little bit more like head bob and groove and stuff and uh the death metal doesn't really do that for me most of the time i couldn't really get into a lot of the death metal but when i was about 19 ish years old i met this guy became a good friend of mine named matt matt mellington he had a radio show it was like college radio um it was called radio apocalypse and he oh, was yeah. meat locker matt and his partner was jugular joe and nice all they played was like the darkest death metal there ever yeah. was matt was a character we had a coffee house by me that we would hang out at and i'd see him up there we'd meet up there all the time and talk and he drove a hearse he literally took a job oh. at a funeral home so that he could get a good deal on a hearse and then he implanted these spikes all throughout the hearse, I think. Or maybe, no, he wanted to do that, and then the police made him take them off or something. I can't remember. But this whole thing was, like, just a carnival on wheels. The guy was a, a trip. And I remember, like, just the craziest stories he would have. Like, you know, over in, like, Eastern Europe, those people love death metal. Like, there's a whole other culture of people out there that just love death metal. And there was these two girls from Poland that were, like, visiting Chicago, and they knew of their radio show. Because at this point, mm -hmm. like, you know, internet radio was starting to happen. So these things are getting put out there. And people in Europe knew who Meat Locker Matt was. And these girls wanted to come out to Detroit for a metal show. And they, like, they wanted to hook up with these girls. And they just, like, told them, like, the darkest story. They're like, yeah, we live in an abandoned warehouse in Detroit. And, uh, you know, that's where we, like, we play our music there and everything. And, and this and that. And they're like, and the girls were then, they're like, we want to come out to Detroit and see this show with you. And they're like, so, he was like, so what we ended up doing was we, we took them. It was, like, downtown at Harpo's, which is a really seedy little club. Like, Slayer got banned from Harpo's for several years for doing something crazy. But they took them the back way. They're like, yeah, this is how we get to Harpo's. And they, like, drove by, like, all... Because, like, at the time, Detroit was just a mess. Like, everything was abandoned if you went down the side streets. So they, like, took the side streets all the way to Harpo's. Well, they could have just, like, gotten on the freeway and gone from the suburbs straight down to Harpo's. They, like, made it like it was this... No, oh, this is what we have to do. It's all, like, right. apocalyptic, but... Yeah, Matt's a, Matt's a character. I'm still friends with him. He's a good guy. Really added to the effect. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the old the cartoon Metalocalypse? I, I never watched it, but I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, Metalocalypse was great, but that was like, I, I watched that at the time. I watched, you know, a few seasons of that, but that was good. It was like about a metal band that had these adventures and the government was like trying to get them because their, their music was too influential and and yeah. you know like it was it was it was funny but the, the the characters were great and and just the stories were ridiculous you know they their metal saved the world you know that sort of thing but i enjoyed that that was a great cartoon and then when you go deeper like i learned stuff from matt i would have never known like there's the long-haired metal guys and then there's like the shaved head tattooed metal guys and they're two different they're kind of like two different genres of death metal so <laughs> There's a lot. The warring it. factions. Yeah. 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 Does, okay. Does Dusty not wear shoelaces with his chucks? Yeah. I have, chucks, I have chucks that don't have shoelaces. 
They're called laceless chucks. They come that way. So they, they have the holes, look, but they look exactly they, the same, but they function because the tongue can't like fall out. So it's a slip on. So he must have saw a video of you wearing those. Wait, yeah, you have a pair like, of How the hell is he keeping his shoes in? Yeah, I wore the black ones at the arm. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's They don't have laces. Oh. Yeah, it's that's a mine funny. that I can't say. Mine, f- Frank. Um, <laughs> mine, Frank. <laughs> oh, we could, we've got to drop a couple. Got to test. You already test did. I'm letting you handle that. You've got it under control. I got to be over here walking the path of righteousness like usual. I'm over here with Jesus in heaven. Wait, how is it that Dusty's the good guy? How is that? <laughs> it's been this way the whole time. I get the bad rap because I'm American. He's Canadian. That's all it is. <laughs> I don't know how that ever happened. <laughs> all right. I think there's a couple more in here. Let's see what else we have. Oh, we did that one. There's one more then. Oh, and okay. it's not even a it's not even a question. It was a comment from Paige, who we all met at the Olympia. She's awesome. Oh, she said, uh, yeah. I was listening to the audio podcast, but when Ron said uh, uh, about showing dogs, I had to come on and see the YouTube. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Lulu is so cute. That's all she had to say. Oh goodness. Yep. Yeah, so- we had a great we had a great nine days with uh, three dogs in the house. It was a little exciting and a little exhausting. And walking three dogs is like a different task. I know Dusty like just has a yard, so he just opens the door and they just come around. These dogs are like uh, one pound each. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So even when I had like even when I had the condo, like I didn't use leashes because they just listen. So they just go where they're told. Yeah, 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 that's not gonna fly. Um, I'm just going to tell so, you guys, though, separate subject. Uh, the other day at the gym, I thought you'd enjoy this, Scott. A guy came up to me and he goes, hey, I had to introduce myself. I was like, oh, he goes, I've been listening to your podcast forever, but I've never watched it. He goes, and something happened. I watched one. And I go, oh, that guy trains at my gym. He didn't know who any of us were. He just follows the podcast. You're kidding me. <laughs> Like, so he listened that's to the show. Amazing. He saw you yeah. around the gym, and he didn't know you were the guy he was listening to. Yeah, so I've been in the gym for, I mean, you know, he's seen me there many times. I don't go at the same time as him, but I'd be going in the afternoon. Uh, my youngest likes to go train at like five. Okay. Nightmare. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, you know, I try, I'm lost. But anyways, I thought it was so funny, though. I was like, that's so amazing. Because it's that's like pretty, we talked about, Ron, cool. like the, the game has changed so much because – Ron and I were talking at the Arnold last year how it's like we've been retired for so long. I was like, we hadn't been to a show in two years. I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to care that we're here, to be honest. Um, And there were people who obviously knew us from before and from the podcast. Then people who only knew us from the podcast. Yeah. And now we got someone that knows me for the podcast and doesn't even know it's me. I was like, that's amazing. (laughs) Right, right. You assume that you assume that, okay, there's all these people listening. That's Mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. But if they're listening because they came here to listen to us. Yeah. But yeah, there's people true. that didn't come here to listen to us. They came here to listen to a podcast and they might actually live close to us and they don't know or they're at the same gym and they don't even realize. Yeah. yeah. It didn't cross my mind. It didn't cross yeah, my mind that anyone would ever listen to me who didn't already know me. Yeah. I think that's the greatest part because I'm like, I, w- I was amazed. I was like, so I guess he, I didn't ask because I was in the middle of it, but I'm like, so he stumbled on the podcast, enjoyed it and stayed. But it was always audio. Yeah. Right. So I was like, that's pretty freaking cool. I mean, I, I continuously realize how tiny the world is with things like that. You're like, hmm. you know, because she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, 
I see you all the time. I'm like, oh, wild. <laughs> I, I got a wild, a wild compliment on the show uh, from a member of the gym the other day. Um, I'll say his name. I'll say his name. George from the gym. Great member. I think he's in his 60s. Okay. So George, I think, I'm not sure how old George is. He's in the late 50s or he might be 60, 60 something, I think he told me. But I didn't know he listened to the show. And he just comes up, he goes, great job on the show. And I was like, that's cool. Oh, and he goes, yeah, you know, he goes, you know what I used to like about Johnny Carson? (laughs) (laughs) And I go, what? And he goes, it was funny. It was like chit chat. You know, sometimes it was informative. There was the odd serious moment. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun, made fun of himself, made fun of the (laughs) other people on the show, gave the guests something to laugh at. And he goes, and you guys do all of that. And I was like, did we just get compared to Johnny Carson? <laughs> wow. That's, I take that as a huge compliment. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Yeah, it was a huge compliment. I was like, yeah. okay, thanks, George. Appreciate that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like he could have he could have tuned the he could have tuned it down. He could have used like Jimmy Kimmel or somebody. Yeah, you're like a Jimmy like, Kimmel. That'd be insulting. That'd be insulting. <laughs> yeah, like you know, like kind of like third tier compliment, you know. But he went Johnny Carson. He went like the king, you know. Yeah. Went legend. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh damn, okay. Well, we'll see if we last thirty years. Yeah, that's the trick. <laughs> Stocked, we're here in two years. That's so impressive. Yeah, yeah. So you know, as far as like all time ridiculous comments go, I think being compared to Johnny Carson was like the highlight of all the show compliments I've ever gotten. That's so solid. that's cool. You guys don't get it though. Cause you, you know, I came to this as a podcast fan and like, there's times I'd listen to podcasts just to get through my work day. Like, Oh, this is a terrible work day, but at least I've got this show to listen to that I really enjoy and I can do what I got to do to get through this. But, you know, it's nice to have mm-hmm. this podcast on and and hey, I learned something in the process. It's 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 a, you know, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing yeah. to do that. Yeah, it's it's cool. And also, did you guys uh see that message we got on Instagram? Um where's that one group message? We got like a a thank you. Um you know, I, I, I know that it was a group message to all of us because I was like, oh, I got to send it to the guys. Oh, I don't but see. Then I look because yeah, I don't open the other messages. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I saw it. Oh, yeah. So here we go. This is from uh, one of our listeners. I don't know if he wants us to say his name or not. Sure. But, uh, who else in the group? So this is from Peter. Okay. This is from Peter, one of our listeners. He said, um, I've been listening forever and just lately I'm seeing the influence of your shows. So if someone asks me a question, I find myself answering an overrated and underrated format. (laughs) My wife asks me about going up to do something, and I might tell her that that's overrated and then explain why I have that opinion. Needless to say, it's not going very well with the wife these days. (laughs) Oh, man. That's amazing. And I was like, we're helping to change lives. And yeah. and ruin marriages. That's overrated. That's overrated. Here's why I have that opinion. Yeah. yeah. So oh, wow. I oh, thought, man, you know, man. this is the sort of stuff that uh, I never thought I'd ever have uh, an effect on other people's lives like that. Just start answering everything with an overrated and underrated format. <laughs> I, I think the reason it's so funny is I'm literally visualizing this happen. I can just see her. She walks in and he breaks it down. He's like, well, you know, for the price of that steak, then I got to go out. I got to get dressed. I mean, I can, yeah, I can work my way out of going out too. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then I could see him he annoying her on the underrated stuff. Like, come on, babe. It's actually technically an underrated thing we should be doing. Yeah. It's cheap. Blah, blah, blah. Just listing all the reasons why they should do this underrated activity that she doesn't want to do. I could just see it getting to her. Yeah. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah, oh, good I'm stuff. Happy. I'm happy to know that, you know? So, okay. Is that it for the Q&A, guys? That's all we got. That's gold. Yeah. Do we have any other news? I'm still desperately looking for an indoor spot to ride my bike. Oh, okay. I saw you rode in the in your. Is that your apartment or your no, condos you were I, riding in last night? No, my condo parkade is like not rideable. It's it's way too packed with cars. Um, that was the superstore by my house, and there just happened to n- not be a junkie there, so it was rideable. So it worked out. Yeah. yeah, it worked out. That's my last resort. Absolutely must go because I'm losing my mind. Spot. But mm-hmm. it looks better than it is. It's actually kind of slanted down from the middle. And it's just, it's the best of the worst. It's the best okay. three. It's the best patch of the parkade. And the rest of the parkade's kind of like just a cesspool of urine and, and vomit and whatever nice. else happens to be there. Maybe a homeless person in the corner making noises but uh, that little piece there is very low traffic to it's in the farthest back corner so the cars don't drive through it all very really often yeah mm-hmm. so it's like yeah so that's my last ditch effort spot but it still kind of blows so right yeah but i'm grateful to have it you know gotta have our thing what that makes it what do you what do you what, go ahead Dustin, what happened go. to the one that you uh, what happened to the one that you guys were possibly going to go in on yeah, the guy the wasn't down or what so yeah the guy's wife didn't want any traffic because ah. he had a uh, he had a really large it's, it was almost a three car garage uh, detached, yeah. So mm-hmm. it would have been easy. I could have just like and he had like she had quite a bit of space between his house and his garage too, but the wife didn't want anybody coming over. Strange men like over. bringing their bikes over in the middle, of yeah, the day or whatever. I and and I thought I thought yeah. I had an answer to it because I have a Nexus card for crossing the U.S. border. Yeah. And I have a restricted firearms license, and I showed them both. I showed them both. Did you show them your gun like, too? Because no, yeah, no, no. But, I, but, up. but like you know, was I was like, hey, look, I've been like like criminal background checked, you know, like, re- yeah. like rigorously. Yeah. You know, you can't get these two cards if you're any kind of like, you know, Thug. deviant. Yeah, right. yeah. But the wife was like, I had storage only. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. If he didn't, very if happy. he didn't want to do it, I would have said it was my wife too. Be like, I would have let you, buddy. But the- I would have <laughs> overrated and underrated it to her, and maybe worked it backwards. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe I could have reasoned. Me not it. coming here could be very, you know, underrated. If say an explosion were to happen in your house after you say yeah. no, well, I thought I thought the best part was that it's been posted for two months, and he's offering, he's asking eight hundred, and it's been empty for two months. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll give you 500 cash and I'll do a month to month. So if you're rented on me for more, you just tell me and I'll stop coming. Yeah. Like, it's not like you have to clear your still, stuff out. Yeah. Like there's nothing to move. Yeah. You know? Wow. So he was like, oh, that's a good deal. Let me talk to my wife. But the wife is a no. Yeah. <sighs> what if they felt that? I think that people do that, by the way. I so now every month. Now, here's the thing. This is what I like to think. Every yeah. month that goes by where no one rents it for eight. He knows he's losing 500 cash out of his fucking pocket because his wife didn't want anyone fucking coming over and the resentment will build and the marriage will fall apart. <laughs> and you will get that spot. You will get that yeah. spot. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then once he's out of the house, I'm sure she'll be happy to have me over for $500 (laughs) a month. I don't, I mean, for real though, I don't understand. And this has always been my thing. I don't know why you would have that conversation with your wife. Cause I wouldn't, I'd be like, I rented yeah. out the spot for 500 a month. Yeah. That's why I That's think he changed thing. his mind. You know, he's like, yeah, like I'd have, I'd have looked at you and been like, you want the keys right now? Like, forget it. Like, I really don't. Hey get honey, there's someone in the yard. Yeah. That's the guy that rented the shed. Leave him alone. Okay. Yeah, and so <laughs> and here's your two hundred fifty dollars to do whatever you want with, honey. Yeah, you can buy yeah. something with that. Go, yeah. real nice yeah. too. Yeah, I don't. Get yeah, I don't understand how the, these life decisions people make. I don't get them, Dusty. Huh. I bought this house without asking. <laughs> <laughs> I went home. I was like, I bought a house. She was like, What? I'm like, Yeah, you'll like it. I don't get yeah. it. This is ridiculous. Yeah. I know you don't you have mean. to move in, but I already bought it. Anyways, just my thought. Yeah, yeah. Definitely went to the shed, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, Did you I ask? just hung them up. <laughs> I just hung them up. I just put Sorry. them on the wall. Took the whole back wall of the office. Yeah. And now when she's doing her client calls, my shit's on the wall behind her. <laughs> <laughs> we have our own offices, so Victoria has her background. Which is oh, very like yeah. zen, you know, some plants, a couple crystals. Well, you got that. You got that yeah. house space because you live in Detroit, where property's like five dollars. Yeah. Le- yeah, yeah, three dollars. American, three dollars. Yeah. yeah, American three, yeah. five Canadian. Yeah. 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 So is, is 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 property still really cheap down there? It's not anymore. So I got yeah. my house for a fairly good deal, and if I were to sell it now, I could do like really good, really good on it. Yeah. Uh, plus, when I got it, I, it it needed work, so I had to like put it in a new driveway and all this. So like, some people didn't want it, so it I got it flat. The what's that? <laughs> the driveway. Yeah, right, he's trying to use your space. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, five hundred yeah, a month. Come on over, five hundred. How big's yeah. the garage? <laughs> okay, we're just gonna start parking our cars in the street for five hundred. I'll take it. That'd be good, even yeah. in the snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, fuck it. That's like a legit paycheck. Five hundred dollars. To do nothing, oh, yeah. to literally do yeah. nothing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just shut your f- mouth, woman. Yeah, <laughs> Margaret's been screwing him for years, for yeah. years, without question. <laughs> he probably doesn't have the, he probably doesn't even have the NHL center ice package because she said no. no. Yeah. <laughs> I should have asked him that right off the bat. That's wild. Yeah, that would have, that would have answered everything. If he had the NHL center ice package, you have to ask permission to do things. Never mind, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Oh, I have I have one thing we could talk about real quick. Yeah. I I I used my GoPro for the first time. Oh no, kidding! I saw that. How did it go yeah. as far as like loading it up and put it on YouTube or on Instagram and stuff? So it's unbelievably awesome. The new app and everything that go with it, just like yeah. fucking awesome so fantastic i just realized after i made the video i should have done one more thing to kind of zoom in on myself better right oh, I could have, okay like i, I didn't see I it i could have it. On yeah Instagram? so i yeah, yeah so i the, the thing is you know i just i just turned on my gopro and i let it ride i let it run the whole session right and then every time i pulled like a decent trick where i kind of got one of my tricks because i was pretty rusty right yeah but every time i pulled one of my tricks i would just go press stop start and then right. you know that the the end of that clip is where the, the kind of the good the good version of that trick is, right? Yeah. So I just mm. did stop start, you know, for the whole hour. I wound up with like a bunch of clips and I just chopped them all off and put them into a story format and then just made a reel out of it. I'd never done that before from a GoPro and it was really easy. 
But I realize now I didn't do my one step where I, I screen record the video and I move around and follow myself. So I'm always in the middle. Oh, right. I have this little yeah, trick. Yeah. And then I use the screen recording as the story clip and I can play it. Is this it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I made a reel. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'd never made a reel before um, using multiple clips. I've, I'd only just like, you know, taken a video off my phone and put it into real format. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, doing this, I just let the GoPro, my Go, GoPro wasn't quite, I was kind of off to the side on everything cause it wasn't quite centered, but I was figuring it out and I did chop myself accidentally when I edited these clips a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was really easy. It took about an hour for me to put the, Ooh, like the final, one. the final version of this, uh, this together and um you know it went it went really well it was uh the, the end part's good here i like the little uh wait till i you know, the cool, good little bar spin right here Ooh, boom nice. there we go finished and so and yeah it, logo. yeah cool. yeah you get the mutant in there right in everybody's face so um so yeah it was cool and uh i just never bothered buying a gopro before and it and now with the app that it links to on your phone it's just crazy how easy it is to edit and chop easier to stay on with your gopro than it is to podcast on this program i guess everybody's gone i guess that means that we close things out um what do we say like share subscribe comment and and of course go to mutant guys use our codes uh big ron 20 or dusty 20 they both work the same of course and uh yeah go to our patreon guys we appreciate you for everything you do watching us here supporting us through patreon for another episode of uh oh they're back I what was, happened i don't know but i was closing the show out without you <laughs> I know. or dusty he just you lost everybody and then dusty left so i was like I, I already told him about mutant i already told him about big round 20 i told him about dusty 20 i in, told in him that to, short period of time i told him to like share subscribe comment and but then I, I didn't thank you i couldn't i didn't have anybody to say that Damn. Okay. Well, yeah, we're good. It. Wrap right. it up. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Remember, it's just bodybuilding. <laughs>